Welcome to the Way to Work podcast. You're listening to our Meet the Teacher at Pima JTED series. I'm your host, Greg Deanna, and today we'll go to the head of the class to provide an opportunity for you, high school students, parents, and counselors, to learn more about our instructors and programs. Today we're at our JTED at Train HVAC facility with our two instructors, Daryl Royce and Scott Bosson. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. Happy to be here. Glad to be here, Greg. Thank you. Okay. And your instructors at Pima JTED, what are your titles at Train? Uh, we'll start with you, Daryl. Uh, the title is Field Service Representative, but the actual job function is to provide, to provide technical training and technical support to our contractors. Okay. So you're teaching adults at Train. As Correct. well as, okay. And uh, Scott, how about you? So my job at Train is, uh, the title is account manager, but um, it's more than that. I, I work with and do outside sales, but also train um, contractors on the product and how to sell and, and work through with the train industry. Okay. And Daryl, uh, how did this program at JTED start? Uh, what was the impetus for getting a HVAC program started at Pima JTED? Well, our industry is con considerably understaffed. Um, na nationally speaking, we've been looking to work with a, a program off and on through the past in different areas of the state. And we were looking to do something here with the high school student. And it just so happened that uh, Scott was the missing link all these years and was able to put us in <laughs> contact with a few folks uh, at the uh, Pima County Superintendent's office. And we started connecting the dots. Okay. And what was the, why is there such a need for HVAC techs in, in that field? Well, I think for multiple reasons. One is it's just a, it's a trade or a skill that few people ever really think about. And I'm sure no one as a young teenager really aspires to do. Um, so it's, it's a, an unseen profession per se. And then uh, a lot of the folks who are currently in the industry are in their 50s and 60s. And so not only is the job expanding, uh, but then there's also a lot of people who will be retiring in the near future. Okay. And what types of things do students learn in the HVAC program? So currently they're learning um, how to solder. They're learning how to braze. Uh, and there's a, there's a distinct difference between the two, um, and they're commonly mixed up. Um, soldering is below 840 degrees, and brazing is above 840 and it's a different skill set. And so they're learning both of those. Um, they're also learning how to use uh, uh, pipe wrenches and hand tools. Um, they're learning professional skills on how to speak with customers and just interact with coworkers so that they can do a good job. And Scott, we were recently on a field call with a student and a um, tech from Rightway Air Conditioning. And what were some of the skills that that student picked up on during that call that you also teach in your course? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, that student was able to work with the, the, the technician from Rightway, and he did a, a full maintenance on that air conditioner. So they pulled the panels off. Uh, they went through. They checked all the components within the system. Um, they then washed the system once they confirmed that everything was good, went into the house, checked uh, temperatures within the home, changed the filter, um, one of the key things that, our tech, that um, the student learned, though, was how important it is to respect the customer's home. He put on shoe covers and made sure that the house stayed clean. They made sure that if they touched the walls, they wiped the walls down. 
and they really made sure that the home was protected. So that's part of the professional skills. Um, so Daryl, talk to us a little bit more about that, that um, this HVAC curriculum that you teach, it's not just about servicing an air conditioner, but it's also how to treat the customer. Correct. There's, there's a lot to our role. Uh, when, when you're a repair technician going to someone else's house, you have to be able to speak with them clearly, represent your company well. Um, then another set of uh, skills that you would use to be diagnostics and problem solving. Then once you've analyzed the problem, you have to come back inside and speak to the homeowner uh, in a way that they can easily understand what the problem is and feel comfortable with your diagnosis. Okay. And what other types of things do students learn in the program? Well, as, as Mr. Boston had alluded to, um, the variety of things. Uh, within air conditioning, uh, there's the applied sciences of the thermodynamics of refrigeration. There's uh, high voltage and low voltage controls that we have to know and understand, uh, as well as all the basic other trades as far as plumbing and piping, things like that. So in addition to learning HVAC, many of your students are also gaining an education in electrical and plumbing. Correct. And does that cross over when you're working in the field? Right. We have to know a variety of skills. Uh, so it, it would allow you uh, to easily, if you wanted to, to change trades, um, to, to do something else, it would certainly be set, setting you up for that. And the other thing is that it, even if you're looking to, or thinking that you might want to pursue a college education, this is probably the perfect way to fund that education because it is the, the perfect summer job. You can work as much as you want all summer long and then uh, go to school uh, full time as well. Okay. And Scott, many of our students do want to do more than one thing in life or be prepared to do for more than one thing. What are the career paths for students who are enrolled in our HVAC program? So the career paths, um, obviously they can work right away as a maintenance technician within an organization. They can get into a leadership role within that organization. So they can start out as a technician, servicing, doing maintenances, go and do installation, be a full-time service technician, service manager, and even be an owner of a company. Um, also, not only with uh, re residential and light commercial, but there's also refrigeration. Um, they can go through and, and learn how to work on ice machines and um, systems all the way up to large industrial units. So this isn't necessarily outdoor work, is it? I mean, uh, how much is outdoor and how much is maybe indoor if you're doing like ice machines and things sure. of that nature? Sure, ice machines, that's all inside. You so know, they're doing that work inside. It really depends on the career path. For residential, probably most of your day is going to be spent outside. Okay. So there is the combination. And how much of your program in class is hands-on and how much is lecture? So currently our class is 50% hands-on, 50% uh, lecture. And really the kids want to get in the shop. That's the place to be. I imagine so. And Daryl, tell us about the average day, uh, what, or what's a typical day like in the HVAC program at JTED at Train? Well, our program starts at 3.30. So we'll go from 3.30 till roughly 6 p.m. is classroom. We'll take a, a couple of breaks during that time. But for the most part, that, that's our classroom time is from 3.30 to 6 p.m. Um, then after 6, we'll take a break. Um, and have something to eat. And then after we've eaten, it's out into the shop until it's 8.30. And that's a long day for your students. How do most of them adjust to that? How do they do? I think they do do quite well. Um, 
and I think the, the good news is that regardless of where they're coming from, because it is a when we're there, we're there for some time. It's not like so we don't spend a lot of time driving back and forth if we were doing it, you know, five days a week as opposed to the two days a week that we are. Okay, so it's two days a week. And give us the times again. So uh, three thirty to eight thirty p.m. Okay, so that's a five-hour day. Yes, for for students. But also at the end of this, what are the certifications that students end up with? Well, the the most important certification that they could end up with is their EPA refrigerant handling certification. Uh, so, and we'll be doing that next month in November. But along with that, we'll have their NCCER HVAC Level One certification. They already have their OSHA 10 certification. And then lastly, their trained Tech 1 certification. So how far away are these students from actually being able to work upon completion of your program? They're, um, they'll be ready to work once they have their EPA card. In theory, they, they could start uh, working with a contractor at that point. But they'll certainly all be ready to be employed uh, upon graduation. Okay. And Scott, how did you get into the field? What made you want to enter the field of HVAC? Um, a lot, like a lot of us uh, in my life, there was people that came along the way and mentored me. And one of those was a, a gentleman by the name of Joe Bailey. And he encouraged me to go to school. So I went to trade school for air conditioning. And, and so I worked as a service technician, a service manager. I've done outside sales, all on the contractor side of the business. And it's just been a wonderful career. And how long does a trade school usually take? And what is the typical expense if you go to a trade school? Well, that changes dramatically. Um, most of the straight trade schools in our industry are less than one year. Um, I can think of one here in state that the, the fee is roughly 17000 uh, to attend. It's 100 hours of instruction. And of those 100 hours, 90 are classroom. Okay. And in comparison, our program cost and about amount of hours, if you know that. Oh, our hours are going to be around 340. And so then if you took half of those, 170 would be hands-on. And then okay. the cost of the student is the, it, there is no ch the cost of the student. Right. Absolutely free for Pima JTED students. Correct. And let's talk about what is the aptitude of someone, you know, if a student is out there and they're not sure they would make a good HVAC technician, what types of aptitude do successful students have in your program? Well, one um, is that they enjoy people, they like people, they're comfortable around people, enjoy meeting people. Um, that That is certainly a strong asset. Another one would be problem solving. Uh, if you like to figure things out on your own, when you're working, you're by yourself most of the time. You'll speak to the customer, but then the rest of that time that you're at their home, you're by yourself uh, autonomously using your skills to take care of that. So I think someone who is problem-solving likes people, and also it would help, uh, certainly be an asset to be ha uh, handy and know your way around a toolbox, but those are things we can teach you. Okay, and yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. If I'm not real familiar with which end of a wrench to hold, um, tell me how successful am I going to be? How much support do you offer in the classroom? We offer uh, full support and to make sure that you understand, you know, this is a pipe wrench, this is uh, side cutters or lineman's pliers and what they're used for. So we spend a lot of time working with the hand tools, just making sure that they understand how to properly use them and coaching them to make sure they're holding them correctly so they don't hurt themselves. Okay, so I imagine there's a lot of safety involved 
and um, how, you know, as a student coming into this, do I need to be worried? Is this a very safe profession? It's a very safe profession. As long as you use your head and think about what you're going to do, it absolutely is safe. I, I would say that it's uh, like any profession, it's, it's as safe as you make it. Right. Right. Okay. And all those skills are taught in your, in the Pima JTED program. Correct. And so how does the Pima JTED program, does it differ much from the adult program that you have been teaching at train? It, it does. Uh, when our contractors come in, it's generally for a very specific topic. Um, we'll come in and learn about this product or that product. Often it's in four hour increments or something like that. We do have programs that run six months through the winter months. Uh, one day a week. But again, uh, those are classroom generally. We're coming in. Uh, they should. They already know how to handle their tools, do this and that. And so it's just a matter of uh, whatever the information is and they go. So the, the what's been really enjoyable for us, I think that uh, Mr. Boston would agree, is the amount of time we spend in the shop. Um, I th- well, all of us, that's, that's our favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that makes sense because that's why you got into the profession in the first place. Uh, tell us what drove you, Daryl, to jump into the HVAC trade. I'd learned uh, in the Navy refrigeration and uh, got out. And it was just really like a lot of things in my life by, by just being at the right place at the right time. The, the door was open and I did an apprenticeship in the New England area and really enjoyed, again, I think working by myself my advancement was all just based on my skills and my own merit and uh, moving forward. And I just found it very enjoyable. But what you were talking about a little bit earlier too, there's also continuing education in this field and how much continuing education should students plan on taking after they complete an HVAC technician program? Well, I think that depends on where they're working. I often describe that as that if you look at anyone who's at the top of their game, pick a sport, or anything like that, these people to stay at the top of their game have a coach and they spend hours and hours just perfecting and getting just a little bit better at this or that to maintain being the top of of their profession. And that certainly would hold true with any job. If you really want to stay at the top of your game, then you're going to periodically need to uh, get some new information and, and stay up on top of the latest products. Okay. And uh, we talked about post-secondary education, uh, that some people may want to go into, you know, use this as a stepping stone to go to uh, college or a trade school. Scott, can you tell us a little bit more about what pathways, post-secondary education, where would a student maybe go from here if they wanted to gain more education? So if they wanted to gain more education, um, the first thing they would want to do is start working for a contractor. That hands-on learning We can talk a lot about theory or going on doing a maintenance or a service call, but until you actually go and do it yourself, boy, it's, it's, it's a completely different game. You have to really think about what you've learned and apply those skills. And then as you're working in that job, you'll have opportunities to attend different classes. I've uh, gone through training through different manufacturers throughout my entire career to make sure that we stay up on the equipment that we're servicing and the new products that are coming out. So, and now both of you work at TRAIN, and, but TRAIN is not necessarily looking to hire all the students coming through this program. Talk to us about the industry connections that both of you have from working in this industry. I'm sure you've made a lot of colleagues and friends. And tell us how that can help your students who take this course, if they do well. Very much so. In fact, TRAIN isn't really looking to hire any of these students. Um, we don't have technicians, per se, in our residential business unit. 
but we do all of our our customers are the HVAC contractors in the Southwest, and then we work with contractors from El Paso to Yuma, Nogales to Flagstaff. So we're constantly getting requests to, hey, do we do we know of someone who's looking for a job uh, that we would hire? So there's a lot of folks that now have heard about the program and are asking us, uh, what are the students learning? And then uh, when will the students be ready to, uh, to be hired? And so when they hear what the students are learning, they seem very, you know, what, what is their reaction to that? They're definitely um, excited about that. They hear about this, what the students are learning, the different projects we've done, and they're willing to, they're saying, we'll be able to hire them as soon as they graduate. That, that's outstanding for yeah. students. And so what type of lifestyle might a student expect if they become an HVAC technician? So are you living well or what's it like? Well, a couple of things. The Bureau of Labor Statistics has forecasted from 2018 to 2028 uh, that there'll be a 13% growth in HVAC skills technicians and installers. The way I look at that is that's over 46,000 new jobs in the next, well, now nine years uh, that will be added. And that doesn't back to, as I said, that doesn't get back to all the folks that will be retiring. So there's an enormous opportunity for uh, skilled tradespeople going forward. If we, we look at Mr. Boss and I were looking at this earlier today, thinking about this, and the starting wage for an apprentice is somewhere around 35000 Within a few years, you could be, you're going to probably be around fifty to 60000 in income. When we, uh, then the next thing we did is we, after we looked at those incomes, we pulled up the 2017 Census Bureau for Tucson and looked at the average uh, medium income for a household in, in Tucson was around 52000 So we thought, well, here, this person who's got an HVAC education, and within five years, they themselves alone are earning that of a, of a household for an income. That's a great perspective on that. And also appreciate the statistics that show that these people will not be unemployed, at least not by their own choice. So there seems to be plenty of jobs out there. Correct. And what do each of you love most about the industry? For myself, it's it's been very rewarding for relationships. I've I still have contact with customers from when I was a technician, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And then I also enjoy um, uh, because I've worked with so many. Uh, technicians and industry people throughout the Southwest that uh, my wife will often joke that we can't go anywhere without me bumping into someone I know. And, and that's really, you know, it's really enjoyable to have those long-term relationships. Yeah, the relationship is, is really important. Some of my very best friends are in our industry, but also the, the growth potential. Really, we only limit ourselves uh, in, when we're working in the HVAC field. If we try our hardest, we work hard, we continue to learn, Ultimately, we can go. We can grow as much as we want for all the way to owning your own business, earning potential for a business owner over one hundred and fifty thousand a year. And again, with no student loan debt either. That's right. So that that's quite important. And how much investment do our students need to make? What, what things do they need to bring to the classroom? Do they need specialized equipment or uniforms? And also, how much homework is there? Well, they just bring themselves, obviously. We'll be working in the shop, so you would dress appropriately for that. 
so there's no open-toed shoes or flip-flops, things of that nature. Uh, but otherwise, there's really no requirements in that regard. We provide safety glasses and, and gloves to take care of that aspect. So there's there's no investment on that part. Okay. Right. And also all the hand tools that we have or JTED has, those are all provided. So any project we have or have to do, all the tools are available. Okay, excellent. And we're running out of time here, but uh, what things would you like to say to your prospective students? And if they're interested in this program and want to check it out, can they swing by JTED at Train? We would, that would be great. I think they'd really enjoy meeting the students where they're every Tuesday and Thursday evening from 3.30 to 8.30, and they'd certainly be welcome to, to stop by. Yeah, please come, come and, and see us and see how the shop time works. Okay, and, and uh, let us know where JTED at Train is located. That's 2155 North Forbes Boulevard, suite number 103. So we're just south of Grant by the freeway. Okay, easily accessible from students all over town. Correct. Yes. Okay, well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And for students who are interested in the HVAC program, speak to your school counselor or look us up at pimajted.org. If you have additional questions or comments regarding the Way to Work podcast, contact us anytime on our website at pimajted.org. Friend us and follow us, pimajted, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast site.